Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a great show for you today. We have a full week of regular season Major League Baseball to talk about today, so that is a lot of content that we have coming your way. It's the first time that we've been able to talk about regular season baseball in a year. Uh, not really a year, but since last season, so I'm very excited for today's episode, Trey. It's been a fun week. Opening day was great. The first weekend had a lot of big moments, a lot of exciting moments. Uh, I've just really enjoyed watching all the baseball over the past seven days. Yeah, it's been fun. I have. This is the first time in my life I've invested in uh, season pass. Um, bought the season pass already, and so every night I've been watching like three games at once. It's been great. Um, I've pretty much watched every at least a part of every Yankees game um like missed one because I was working or I was at the races I watched parts of their game their loss to the Giants um but I've actually seen a majority of uh of games here and uh it's gonna be a fun weekend got baseball got the Masters so um you know it, it we're having some fun here yeah that MLB TV is worth it if you uh if you know for for fans like us, where you don't live in your favorite team's home market, and you can actually watch their games, it's definitely worth it. Because, uh, I mean, obviously it has the blackouts and all kinds of issues going on there. Um, but, you know, I'm a Braves fan. We're in Virginia. Not blacked out from the Braves here. You're a Yankees fan. You're not blacked out from the Yankees here. The only problem is when they play the Nationals, since we're in the Nationals market. Uh, can't get those games. Probably the Orioles. Or the Orioles. For you, whenever the Yankees play the Orioles, you won't be able to watch those. But... Yeah, but I have my parents log in for that, so we're okay. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's been a really fun week. I actually, um, big life moment for me, I checked off ballpark number 15 on my list. So I'm halfway to all the MLB ballparks. Went to Bush Stadium for a game on Monday. We, uh, Mariah and I went out to St. Louis to visit some friends. Saw a Cardinals game while we were there. The Braves happened to be in town. So it was a great timing. Saw a great game, 8-4 to win by the Braves. Uh, saw home runs from Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. So uh, that's all I wanted. I, I said before we went to the game, all I want is a Ronald Acuna home run, and I got it. So I was very happy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Drank a lot of Budweiser, too, because, of course, we're in St. Louis. You got to. What? It was a good time. Fun times. Um, let's get into what's happened across Major League Baseball over the past week. Uh, we're going to do some overreactions to the first seven days of the MLB season. We're going to look at what's happened in this very, very short time frame, a very small sample size, and we're going to just overreact to it because that's what sports people like us do. Uh, let's start with yours, Trey. What is your first overreaction to the first week of the 2023 season? So we we did Players of the Week. I'm going to save my best one for last. Okay. We've done Players of the Week before here on the program. And uh, this is the guy who I would give the player of the week to because he has looked phenomenal in his first two starts. I'm doubling down on Garrett Cole being the Cy Young. Like, he 2-0, two wins. Uh, he only gave up one run 
So he has a .073 ERA, 19 strikeouts already. And that included 11 on opening day to the Giants. And the Giants just hit 13 home runs against the White Sox to set a record for a series. Um, he he looks uh, phenomenal. I mean, he looks like Eric Cole. He looks like Houston. Like he look, This is the best he's looked as a Yankee, at least especially to start the year. And if you're the Yankees rotation, um, you got to feel really good. They called up a rookie for one game. As I uh, look at their schedule, I mean, ironically, for some reason, they called him right back down. But uh, he got his first career start, and um, uh, it was uh, Brito. He he yielded two hits. One was a bunt single over five impressive innings. He gets called up, and literally uh, the next day, jo- Johnny Brito, literally the next day he gets called back down to AAA, which is interesting because the guy went – uh, in his one game, he went five innings, two gave up two hits with six strikeouts. Again, against the Giants team, their lineup looks really good. So uh, you, you get Rodon and Severino back. Yankees are looking to have a rotation that can actually contend with the Astros. But I, I, once again, going back to Garrett Cole, I'm doubling down on Garrett Cole winning the Cy Young in the American League this year because he has looked he's looked like the best pitcher in baseball to start out the year. Yes, he's looked really good, and you love to see that as a Yankees fan. Uh, my first overreaction, uh, the NL East is not going to be nearly as competitive as we thought it was. See, this okay. So I have one to tie this in. All right. And it was, and this was what I was going to say for last. And you might, this might be also yours. I said the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. They're not? They're not going to make, they, they started okay. one in, they start one in five, they get, and, and you, you can finish your point, but they start one and five and they're one win against the Yankees, but they get swept by the Rangers. And I, I don't really am putting much faith in the Rangers this year. So uh, it's it's not looking good for Philadelphia. No, it's not. It's not really looking good for the Mets right now either. They're three and four to start the season. Uh, the Braves, uh, they're playing tonight. We're recording this Thursday evening. The Braves still play tonight against the Padres. But as of the time we're recording this, the Braves are five and one. They're in first place in the NL East. And then you got Miami at three and four, the Mets at three and four, Phillies at one and five, and the Nationals at one and five. Um, we said going into the season that this was going to be a very competitive division. We said we could see three playoff teams coming from this division: the Mets and the Phillies being the two wild card teams. Uh, I, I mean, though after the first week, I'm not impressed with with their performances. Like you said, the Phillies getting swept uh, to start the season against the um, against the Rangers in Texas, but then the Mets they didn't have very or they they had a good first weekend. They won two games, but they have not been good ever since then. They've lost three straight now. Uh, they're three and four. And I remember Monday morning, I think it was SNY tweeted that the Mets had the best record in the National League. But that's because they were 3-1 and because they played a four-game series to open up the regular season. So they played more games than the Braves, who were 2-1 and at that point. Well, since then, they've gone on to lose three straight games, so now they're 3-4. and The Braves are 5-1. and The Braves have the best record in the National League East. No one else is looking competitive right now. So, yeah, that's my first overreaction is that I don't think this division is going to be nearly as competitive as we thought it was. It's not going to be as exciting as we were hoping that it would be because the Braves are running away with it. And of course, I'm happy to see that, but I really thought the Mets and the Phillies would put up more of a fight. 
I did too. Maybe the Mets bounce back. Uh, obviously, no Justin Verlander is hurting them. Um, but yeah, the Phillies just don't look. You know, you know. Obviously, I think the Reese Hodgson injury to go along with no Bryce Harper is big for them. But I'll throw in too, like the Cardinals started two and four, and that's probably just as bad. But you know, they they had a weird series against the Blue Jays where they they took and then they're just got swept by Atlanta. Like, like if you were to say those are the two teams that have the most disappointing starts so far, like a hundred out of a hundred times I'm picking St. Louis to kind of quickly get back. I'm afraid like, you know, Philadelphia did this last year. They had a really bad start and they got hot late. Like, are we going to really have faith they do it again? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. That was actually going to be my uh, second overreaction was the Cardinals. Uh, not off to a great start. And, you know, we talked about them winning the National League Central. That We said that they were by far the best team in that division, that they were going to run away with it, and that they were a very underrated, a very sneaky good team because they have a really solid lineup. They've got great pitching, but they're not off to a great start. They got swept by the Braves in St. Louis this week. Obviously, again, I was very happy about that. But the Cardinals, we we expected them to be one of the best teams in the National League this year, and we expect them to win their division. We expect them to really run away with it. I think we said last week that the only other team that's competitive in the NL Central is the Brewers, and so far they have shown that. They are 5-1 and one right now to start the season. They're in first place in the NL Central, so the Brewers are looking good. The Cardinals are not, like you said, 2-4 and four to start the season, and they're on a three-game losing streak, so... Not a hot start for St. Louis. I do think they still got a very good team. Jordan Walker, uh, he's having a pretty good start to his career. I still think he's going to be rookie of the year. Um, you know, you can never bet against Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Um, they just got a, a bunch of really good role players on that team as well. Just really solid team overall. Not a great start, though. I'm, I'm disappointed in it. Yeah, it's not looking good. Granted, you're playing two pre- probably playoff teams. So it's not like, you know, they, they, they've probably got, you know, a very tough schedule, but it was all at home. Like, you go two and three, you know, it was all at home. You go two and three, two and three at home. That's not good. Like, if this was on the road, I don't think you'd be as concerned. But this was, yeah you know, five games at home, and you only win two of them. Like, that's not a good homestand to start no, the season. it's not. Not at all. uh So I already said my second one, so I'll just give you my last one. Glaber Torres is going is finally meeting expectations. I think he's gonna be an all-star this year. Um he he's living up to the hype that was kind of bestowed upon him when he first came in, and then he kind of lost his bat some. You know, he he's hitting 421 with six RBIs, two homers. Uh, the guy's playing really well to start the year, had a really good night against Philly. Um uh, what was it last night? Uh, I I think uh, I think we're gonna see a lot more Glay bombs this year, uh, as uh, he is he is uh, also leading the league in stolen bases with five. So um, I would not be shocked to see uh, Glaber Torres have a big year uh, the way he started out, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, he has had a really good start to the year. And, I mean, another great thing to see as a Yankees fan because he's a guy that you you really want to be a top-tier player. Now he's starting to come into that so far this season. So hope that continues for him. Hope he continues to play that well. Uh, my 
third overreaction is Adam Duvall is going to win the MVP in the American League, and he's going to hit Ooh, spicy 50 home runs, if not more. Ooh. Ooh. He is off to a hot start for the Red Sox, and, you know, great for the Red Sox picking him up. I love him. I loved him when he was with the Braves. He's such a great... Uh, such a great power hitter. I loved it when he would go on those random spurts where he'd hit like five home runs over the course of two games. Uh, just such a fun player to watch and a really, really good uh, outfielder and a great power hitter. And, you know, I enjoyed having him in Atlanta, but now he's up in Boston. He is hitting 458 to start the season with three home runs, 12 RBIs, and a 1.578 OPS. So he is off to a hot start to the 2023 season. Uh, it, it is obviously very Too bad early. he's on the worst team in the American League East who just got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's not going to win MVP. He could hit 50 home runs, and then re- the Red Sox are going to finish last Remember in the American League East. last week when I went with a bold pick and said that the Red Sox were going to be a wild card team? Yeah, I would give up on that now. <laughs> uh, by the way, so three home runs in six games by Duvall, that's you know a home run every other game. That's 81 home runs in the season. I don't hey, think we should keep that up, obviously, but I we think we need 50. to cel- celebrate this right now. The Los Angeles Angels are tied for first place in their division. Oh, there just in the season. Let's there end the season go. and start the playoffs. <laughs> okay, end it right Let's now. End it right now. Um, you have a four-way tie for the wild card in the American League, but who cares? Like, uh, I guess shout out to Tambo for starting the year six and zero. That's like the best start as anyone's had it's the best um, start in a long time at least like eight years best start it helps to, it helps that you start against the tigers and the nationals and then get the a's like i get it six and oh but that's like three of the worst teams in baseball let's yeah so it's a it's that's a why i didn't start. mention them because they played the tigers the nats and the a's oh you know what I got one more. Okay, let's hear it. This will be the last season baseball is... Well, this will be the second to last season the Oakland Athletics are in Oakland. Because it's either going to be the last or second to last. Because I'm not exactly sure how the move would happen. Can they do it in off, one offseason? I don't think so. Um, but... You really think that they're going to leave... They have 3,000 people to a baseball game. I know, but... I mean, is it They're Oakland gone. or is it the stadium? If they got a new it's stadium, both. they could draw way more fans there. I don't give a shit. I they hate don't want to be there. I hate seeing they don't teams leave, be there. leave. I hate seeing teams I leave hate, their I, city. I know, but they, they don't want to be there. It is clear. If you have 3,000 fans, they're not putting in any effort to market their team. They, have, they don't want to spend... They're a $2.4 billion operation. They made... They... Uh, and I got these. I heard these stats today on our sh- one of our shows, the DA show. They had the fourth best profit margin last year in baseball, so they made money last year. This is not like I know this is a team that's built on Moneyball and you know whatever, but like the way baseball is now, you can spend. You're earning enough money with TV contracts, and they're two point four billion dollars is their worth. They're yeah. moving, like they're clearly moving, and they want to move. I think they want to join their partners in the Raiders in Vegas. And I think, I think they're moving, and I think it's it's not an if, it's a win kind of thing at this point because you you put in half an effort and you can get you can get like at least 
11 minor league teams outdrew them. <laughs> That's pretty Opening sad. night for the Flying Squirrels, I think, will outdraw that, draw that Probably. game. Probably. Going to be 10,000 people there. Exactly. That, like, that shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't. And unfortunately, I think you're right. I, I just really hate seeing teams leave their city, especially a team like Oakland that's been there for so long. Um, and, you know, they've been in other cities before they came to Oakland. They were in Philadelphia and then Kansas City and then Oakland. But they've been there for a long time now, and they're established there. I, I just wish they could find a way to get a new stadium in that city instead of packing up and leaving and going to Vegas. Because I get it, you know, you, you want a new stadium. Maybe you want a fresh start. Uh, but I, I just really wish they could find a way to work it out and get a new stadium there and make everybody happy. But I, I, unfortunately, I think you're right, and I think they are probably. Can you name three Oakland Athletics? I think push to it. I could name three on most teams. <laughs> I definitely um, couldn't. I'm looking at the roster, and I'm telling you right now, I could not name three A's. I was just watching a game the other night. I really should be able. Seth Brown, right? I'm quickly looking through this. Yes, you got one. Yeah, Seth Brown. I got a one. A left fielder. Ramon Laureano is not there anymore, is he? He is, so you got oh, two. Okay, Ramon Laureano. All right, I got two. Um, But, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably all that I can name. Jesus Aguilar is on this team. Oh, yeah, see, How I should have known that. I, was, I literally was watching the game the other night and saw his at-bat. Uh, yeah. Who else? Trevor May is on this team. Trevor May, why? I don't know. He is. Yeah, um, I, I think I think you're right. I think they're going to end up leaving, and it's going to be sad. But they do need a new stadium because the Coliseum is just not. It's not. It's a football stadium, Matt. Yeah. It's just not doing it anymore. Um. So those are our overreactions to the first week of the MLB season. Let us know how you're overreacting. Are you? worried about your team are you excited about your team do you think your rays are going to go 162 and oh what's going to happen the rest of the 2023 season how are you feeling let us know um shohei otani made history the other night i don't know if you saw this but he made history in his game the other night as the first player to get a pitch clock violation as both a pitcher and a batter how about that Pretty interesting. What are your thoughts on the pitch clock so far after the first week? How are you feeling it's about it? It's been phenomenal. I It has been the best thing. I mean, the games are going by so much faster. Um, it, it's it's cutting in half. It's going. It's a two-and-a-half-hour game. We had, what, I think the Sandy Alcantara uh, shutout was an hour under two hours. Yeah, like an like hour the, 50. Yeah, so you get a baseball game, and that it has it's shown more action. Like, Yankees win. That was 5 nothing. so you had plenty of action, plenty of runs was two and a half hours. That was their opening day game. Like you're getting action in these games. Like run production is going up and you're it's going faster. This is so much better. Um so I I like it more than I thought I would. I was like very against it going into the season, but I like it more than I thought I would. I just wish twenty seconds well it's twenty seconds when they have a runner on base, fifteen when the bases are empty. That just seems too fast to me. I like I get the points to speed up the game, but that just seems too fast to me. Like to, as a pitcher, you get the ball back, you got to get back up on the mound, compose yourself again, get ready to throw the next pitch, decide which pitch you're throwing, do all that in 15 seconds, and you got guys out here, you know, shoving 100 miles an hour every pitch. That takes a lot out of you. That takes a toll on your body. So you got to have time to reset in between each pitch. I think 30 seconds would be more reasonable. 
20 seconds, 15 just seems too fast. 30 would be more reasonable. But, uh, you know, I do like more action and speeding up the game a little bit. Um, the game that I went to Monday night at Bush Stadium, you know, I thought that I thought that I was going to get up to go get a, a beer or a hot dog and miss half the game. But I think uh, we went down to we were up on the third level. We went down to the main level at one point to get a beer and came back up and missed half an inning. So, you know, more time than I would like to miss, but it's not like I missed two whole innings going to get a beer. So you're not really missing that much when you go to a concession stand. I think that's one thing that a lot of people were worried about is that you were going to miss a lot of the game waiting in lines at concession stands. That wasn't my experience. I'm sure it probably is happening to some people, but so far I am not against the pitch clock. I just would like to see it maybe... 30 seconds i think that'd be more reasonable yeah i'm i'm down for it uh shout out to manny machado being the first player to be ejected due to a pitch clock violation so there's that trivia for you but yeah i think it's honestly it's opening week and this first week is going as well as baseball could have hoped so shout out to that uh, real quick, before we wrap up today's episode, let's get into some college baseball a little bit. Virginia Tech, uh, we haven't checked in on them in a couple of weeks, but they are not doing as well as we had hoped so far this season. They lost a couple of ACC series, and then they got swept by Miami. So not a great start to conference play. They're 17-10 and 10 overall, 4-8 and eight in conference play right now, but they did beat UVA. They won that series in Blacksburg. UVA came to town number five. Uh, the Cavaliers were ranked at the time. They, The Cavaliers won on Friday night. Virginia Tech comes back and wins 12-10 to 10 on Saturday and then a 12-7 to 7 win on Sunday. So they win the series 2-1 two to, two to one against UVA and now they head to Durham to take on Duke this weekend. So not the great start to conference play that we had hoped, but it's still plenty of time to turn things around for Virginia Tech. Still plenty of time to put together a solid season and get back to where they hope to be, you know, contending for an ACC title and hoping to host another regional in Blacksburg, which I think that we would all hope to see again. Yeah, we'll see how they bounce back after the uh, the big win, series win over Virginia. It's, it's an un- young team, so it's kind of just like, you know, very they're very inconsistent. The pitching hasn't been probably where they want it this year. So the offense still seems to be really good, but it's just kind of their their pitching is what's let them down this year so far. UVA, on the other hand, they are now ranked number seven after their uh, series loss to Virginia Tech. They head back home to Charlottesville. They will host Miami, who's ranked number twenty. So a big ACC series in Charlottesville that starts. Friday night at 6 p.m., three-game series there. That should be one to keep an eye on this weekend. So we will keep you updated with baseball around the Commonwealth throughout the college season. Of course, minor league is getting ready to get started. Flying Squirrels opening night this weekend at the Diamond. Have fun. Go nuts. Are you going? No. No, we're going to be at my parents' house for Easter, but definitely going to get down to a game as soon as we can. Shout out to the Atkins family. As always, you can connect with us at Bellball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Matkins in the News, at Trey Lyle VT, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode to the Bellball Area podcast. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get it. Have a great 
week of baseball. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.